All right. Gary starts every episode by saying, all right. So, all right. Welcome to Review the News, Tuesday night edition. Uh, it's a monumental night for someone like myself here in New Jersey. Marijuana is legal. So I am uh, I'm really high right now, folks. Um, I first wanted to talk about, uh, Gary give me the, has given me the green light to talk about sports. So I would like to say, it's sports related, that if you all remember, and can, are you guys, can you hear me? I haven't heard Loud any, and clear. any of your beautiful great, voices. Great, great job. All right, great, here great. we go. Way to bring us in. All right, here we go. Don't be moving any noodles on me now, babe. So <laughs> what happened with the Astro scandal, right? You can start anywhere. You can start with the trash can. We're talking about the, um, the pitch stealing. What's it called? Sign stealing, right, Gary? Give us, give, us, give us the, uh, the quick uh, synops- synopsis. I am. Of- okay. I am. Sorry. So they got caught sign stealing, right? You could go as far as to say that um, Altuve was wearing something. That's why he didn't want his shirt ripped off when he hit a home run to go to the World Series off of Chapman. Um, but basically what the commissioner, what's the commissioner's name of baseball? Manfred, right? Manfred, yeah. Rob Manfred, yeah. Right, right. So he granted the players immunity in order to get to the bottom of it, right? And I want either of you to correct me if I if I mess this up. He granted all the players immunity in order to get the truth because he knew that the players are in this like fraternity, like this like silent rule fraternity where they all have each other's back, and that's a beautiful thing in any sport. However, for the first time ever, and what Rob Manfred didn't count on was the players turned on the cheaters and what happened next gary aj hinch hinch or finch fired hinch. alex hinch. cora who is the center of it all fired carlos beltran didn't even get to coach or manage whatever one day yeah thank fired. goodness and thank then, goodness because then corona the and, and then yeah right well you don't know he was a great player but um so then what happened right next thing the next shoe that was going to drop was it was all over the media that you know the, the red sox fired uh Alex Cora, because he was the head of the whatever he was in charge of the stealing. What was his title? He was a bench coach or something. Yeah, he was the bench for the, coach for the World Series. What's that? Todd better jump in here. He was the bench coach. He, knows he was the bench coach. So, and I'm I guess I'm being long winded. I apologize. So, he gets fired, and the next thing we hear is that the Red Sox report's going to come out. And it's going to be even worse, right? And then the Astros were fearing getting beaten by every pitcher at every at bat, this and that. And then what happens? The coronavirus, and you never heard another fucking word about the Astros and more importantly the Red Sox they were talking about like Francesca was saying that like this put the Red Sox back at least a decade maybe 20 years no no rid of Mookie Betts uh, Rob Manfred put in a rule saying they they would have massive suspensions if a pitcher threw out a batter they're coddling them they deserve massive suspensions like the first time in history of baseball there would be like this uh, 10 game suspension or something like that it was yeah, 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 yeah. yeah big time but go ahead well that was really it i said i was going to start off with sports and, and corona and that's really that's something i've been screaming about since corona started um that these guys get away scot-free no one even talks about no even thinks about well manfred did manfred did not want a beanball war in the middle of a pandemic yeah, I mean, you don't want to be – people could get really hurt doing that, so I don't, I don't want to say that that's the way to go about it. But if you think about it, and as a Yankee fan, anyone who listens knows, the Yankees lost to the Astros in 2017, which is the year in question, which 
I, I could go on and on about that year alone. My favorite, made my favorite year ever watching sports. The next year they lose to the Red Sox, 2018. They couldn't get these guys out. Every at bat was, they were crushing the ball. And those are the two years in question. And then COVID is COVID-19. You can tell Rob Manfred is my favorite person in sports. He's actually the commissioner of baseball when he doesn't even like baseball. I've been saying that for a couple of years now. They, with all the rules he sees put in, getting rid of the pitcher hitting, getting rid of uh, um, yeah, having uh, a runner at second base starting in the 10th inning, all this crap. I'm like, this is not high school. This is the major leagues. But uh, yeah. And uh, and then what I wanted to talk about, I'm a Seattle Americas fan. And right, here we go. And everyone, I want to talk to a to you all, all about the Mariners' former president now. Um, what to call it? Uh, no. So wait, wait. Are you saying there's an opening? Yeah, there is. You, you, Gary, get in there, buddy. Come on. You, you, you can, can do this. Gary, jeez. Oh, if if they think Kevin Mathis is bad, wait until they the sports <laughs> reporters interview me, and I'm just like <clears throat> laying it all. Not out have there. sexual relations with that woman. Uh, I wouldn't even uh, it wouldn't even get to that point. I'd probably be I'd, I'd probably walk. It would be like one of those scenes in a movie when a guy walks through the rotating door and just kind of walks out and just walks in and walks out. As long as the you check know. clears, I don't give a shit how long you're there. Right. So so um, Kevin Mather, the former president of the Seattle Mariners. Is it Mather or Mathis? I thought it was Mathis. Is it Mather? It's Kevin Mather. Yeah. Oh, Mather. OK. Uh, Cotton, Cotton Mather. Right. Exactly. But um, basically, I hold the prevailing view that you see on the internet that it revealed that we're, we have owners that are basically cheap and racist, but Gary has a different perspective. So, Gary, I'm going to let you do have your perspective first. And we can no, you, you, explain, you explain why they're racist. Well... The, the comments, so, okay. So, well, Matt, you, you don't think that they're racist, do you? Well, just, the prevailing the argument is what the argument the argument, the prevailing argument on the internet and public opinion believes that they're, they're cheap and they're racist. So, the reason why they're being called cheap is because Mather said they're m- manipulating um, service time. So, in baseball, minor leaguers uh, start accruing service time to free agency the moment they uh, get to the major leagues. So in theory, it behooves teams to keep uh, players in the minor leagues longer so they can keep them for an extra year. If you keep them down for like a half a season, uh, on the front end, you can keep, uh, keep them for an extra season before free agent on the back end. And uh, clubs have six years of, of uh, club control on most every player. It's terrible. It's terrible. So, wait, well, how, how, so, wait, 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 wait. So, uh, okay, so how is it terrible? They're indentured servants. If they're that good, if they're good enough to play on the highest level, that's where they should be. Yeah, okay, keep going, Todd. <laughs> Rolling your eyes in so, the air. Basically, one of our star players, our prospects, Jared Kellenick, former former property of the New York Mets, um, he he's been in um, the uh, Mariners farm system for a couple of years now. He's 
believed that he was good enough to play in the major leagues. We have not called him up. Well, Mather basically said he wasn't ready for the major leagues, but it, then he said, uh, in general, even if players were, they weren't going to come up unless they were absolutely ready uh, because that would start their service time clock. And the Mariners uh, always think about that when they bring up a, um, a player. I don't have now, a problem with that. Well, uh, th- that's true. The, 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 union, the union does have a problem with that. They want them up as soon as they can so okay. that they can become free agents as soon as they can. The sec- second thing that he said about Kellenic <clears throat> was that uh, he would not sign a uh, contract with the Mariners to, um, to uh, buy out the last uh, year or two of uh, club control called uh, arbitration. And uh, that was probably going to give the Mariners kind of a deal kind of a lower end salary for for Kellenic. If he's a star player, he could actually probably make more. And Mather was upset at that because uh, Kellenic uh, said no thank you to the deal and basically he's betting on himself to make more money. And uh, basically, <clears throat> Mather basically was trying to say the Mariners want to keep players on the cheap for as long as they can. And uh, um, now the ring, the what do you say, uh, Neil? Don't all clubs do that? Well, you're not supposed to say it. That would be called collusion. That's Gary's problem, though, right? Right, right. So that would be called collusion in the union's eyes, and they actually said as much on Monday morning in the statement. So um, <clears throat> now on to the racist part. Uh, they they uh, Mather said two things. Um, one about our Latin players. Um, another star prospect is Julio Rodriguez. And the first thing Mather talked about, he's a great, great player, his English could be better. Uh, he's not great at English yet. And um, that was a zinger right there. And then the second thing he said that was uh, perceived as racist, uh, a former player Isashi Iwakuma uh, wanted to be a, is a scout, I guess, or a coach for the Mariners in uh, um, in the Asian market, and uh, he did not want to have to pay seventy five thousand dollars for an interpreter, as the Mariners did while he was a pitcher for the team, and he was lamenting that. So because of all of this. Uh, those those two areas were thought to be cheap and racist. And Gare, I give you the floor. Yeah, so I'm going to talk a little bit here about, you know, I'll touch on the topic here, and I just want to preface this with I'm going off a lot of memory. I haven't really been following a lot of sports um, for a while. I, th- I think on a previous episodes i've explained why i'm not really um you know really too too into sports anymore but um well not the daily score yeah not the daily stuff but <clears throat> so uh i don't see anything wrong at all with anything that 
Ken Mather said. I read the I read the transcript in Seattle in the Seattle Times, and I didn't see the video. So uh, we were discussing this all fair before, and Todd and I were going through the story, and and I I we had some points of contention in the story, and I think Todd, you watched the video, and I read the transcript, correct? So I. I, I Again, if if something comes to light and he actually said something just abominable on, in the video that wasn't picked up on the transcript, uh, then you know whatever I'll I'll address it then whatever. Um, but that being said, from what I read on the transcript, I don't think he said anything wrong. First off, Ken Mather got himself into trouble a long time ago. There's been a lot of issues in the Seattle in the Seattle Mariners organization. They've had that uh, Hispanic woman who's been suing them for a long time. I think they just settled. And then he uh, was Arena Gonzalez. Yeah, Arena Gonzalez. And then they had a problem with um, uh, um, I guess he had some issue with two secretaries or two gals working there and then he came out and he actually issued a formal apology to do with those two girls i don't think he i don't know if he was involved with the arena rodriguez rodriguez you said her name was yes uh he was named in her suit lorena yeah oh, okay okay so okay so he so he was so this guy was uh, already skating on thin ice and from an organizational perspective unless this dude's lights out you know um it's going to be when there's a little controversy, they're not just, they're not going to deal with this, especially in 2021. We live in the beautiful, uh, the, uh, um, the liberal Republic of Wokistan, uh, formerly known as the United States of America. And so this guy was going to, this guy was going to pack his bags regardless. So, so first thing first about the player, um, a little homework for you and, and, and uh, Neil, Todd, go watch Ken Burns' uh, ten-part series on baseball. Okay, and I think it's like episode six when he gets to how the baseball union was with the. Uh, so they brought in like uh, this this uh, turd lawyer named Miller, who was a big unionizer, and it was all because Kurt Flood wanted. Right, I think it was Kurt Flood was the first. The uh, union guy was Marvin Miller. Yeah, yeah, Marvin Miller. He though if you if you had a a a turd and it would be Marvin Miller and and um that's what I should call it when I go to the bathroom now. Yeah, a Marvin Miller. Okay. And uh and then you had Kurt Flood who wanted to because back in the day the baseball clubs they own your rights. So first things first, I go back to the original um my original premise, which I think Kurt Flood probably would have been better served using his uh, medical degree as a doctor, right? Because he, 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 you know, he didn't have to play baseball. He could have been a, a surgeon or an attorney himself or, oh, that's right. That's right. All he did was play baseball. That's right. Okay. So number one, he, he you know, that, that's first things first. You don't have to play baseball. Okay. And I know Neil gets upset and is like, well, these guys are great and that's what they should do. Oh, okay, fine. But I don't get upset. I disagree. Okay. You disagree. But my point is, is that like, you're not going to get any sympathy from me. So that's number one. So I should probably put that out there. So I really don't care. So number two, they basically sold 
the young players a bill of goods when they form the union in order to protect older players that are probably more, more, uh, more than likely to be has been. So let's go back pre COVID. Okay. Everyone, I think it was the 19th season or the 2018 into the 2019 season, the uh, uh, players union um, uh, president was already in hot water because um, uh, I'll bring up Dallas Keuchel. Okay. Dallas Keuchel was a free agent pitcher from the Houston Astros. And I know, uh, Neil was talking about the, the whole cheating issue. And I, this, this had nothing to do with the, the cheating issue, but Dallas Keuchel is a really good left-handed pitcher for the Houston. He was the Astros. ace. He was the ace then he, he was, and he was getting a little bit older and, but he wanted his, his, his payday. I think he was 31 or 32. He wanted his big payday and under the, under the way the collective bargaining agreement is and the way the union is, is that teams would have to pay him basically, I guess an arbitrage and, and I'm going off memory here. So I'm sure there's people who are going to be, you know, spot on correcting me, which is fine. But um, basically he, it, they had these benchmarks, right? So if you signed him in May for, and brought him in for spring training, you would have had to have pay, paid him like a, a $100 million. If you waited until the f- uh, first benchmark, which was June 5th or something, then you wouldn't have to pay him. You would have to pay him, but you wouldn't give up a pick to the it's Houston. Like, it's like uh, act it, now. Act, if you act now. But wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you Sign waited now. If you waited till June fifth, uh, then the, then you wouldn't have to give up a, co- a compensatory pick, um, but you'd still have to pay him a hundred million dollars. And then if you waited all the way till August or the end of August, you didn't have to pay him a hundred million dollars, and you didn't have to give up a compensatory pick. You, uh, you then you could pay him kind of what the market would bear, and so. Dallas Keuchel is just the one example, but there was a bunch of veterans that were in a similar situation like Keuchel. And in years past, the veterans would get out of their, their six-year deal, which is what the Kellenic thing was. They would finish those six years, and then they'd get these monster contracts because they were older and you had to pay them, especially if you wanted to bring the guy onto your team. So what a lot of teams started doing is, is warehousing their players in AAA. And so what teams realized was that instead of going after these big money free agents and basically having a guy break down on them, or, I mean, I could tell you as a, as a Met fan or even Todd as a Mariner fan, how many of these old, well, yeah, Yanks probably not didn't the Carl Pavano. Carl Pavano. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say Carl Pavano, but the Yanks suffer from it, but the Yanks usually don't wind up blowing a hole. They can buy into, their way like, out of deck- it. They can buy their way out of it. Well, the Yanks, the Yanks can usually f- fix it they don't lose a decade of baseball when they make a bad deal like the Mariners or the Mets maybe the Mets not so much anymore with with Steve Coe oh uh, yeah I mean I played as much money or uh, I I played as much baseball as Jacoby Ellsbury and we'll never see anywhere near the amount of money any anyway so yeah so there I mean there's been clunkers on the Yanks right but the Yanks can do a little bit better hiding the clunkers where if if the Mets had signed Ellsbury our payroll would have been shot for five years I mean we would have been sunk so, I mean, we kind of are with the Cano, but I guess with Cohen now, whatever. Crook the, richest crook Anthony in the world. Robinson now. Cano, by the way, right. Anthony and, Robinson Cano from the Mariners to the Mets. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, well, that's and that's how Kellenic got on the on the uh, Mariners anyway, was the Cano deal with the Edwin Diaz. 
And, um, and, and so anyway, so basically Dallas Keiko and all these other players, all these veterans were not getting signed in the beginning of the summer or whatever the, yeah, whatever the time frame year. is. It was a crazy year. Right. And, and basically they wanted to sue. I don't know if you remember this, but there was talks about the players union suing the owners for collusion Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. they, because they said all the owners were colluding they against were? these, these veteran players. No, they weren't. You don't, you're not obligated. So if, if I'm not, yeah. if right, I, yeah. you're right. not obligated to sign a free agent, you're not obligated to sign these guys. And so what the owners did was they just waited out all of those, those, those checkpoints and benchmarks. And then when guys became available, I think when the, they had to have gotten together to decide to all do that in the same year. Well, I don't, no, I don't think so. I think, I think at that, I know. Well, I would say this, I would say, I I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not there. If they had a 30, neither am I, but it's what what are the odds? Well, I would say, I would say this, that if you didn't have a giant payroll, like the Dodgers or the Yankees, you would be risk adverse anyway, because the problem is, is arbitration in the last five years, guys who are average at most are walking around with $60 million deals now. And that's the problem because there's no with arbitrary, the way the union was set up, the way Marvin Miller set up the union and the players, right? Because Kurt flood was a, a veteran was to benefit the veterans and not to benefit the young players. Because in reality, if I have a kid like Kellenic and I think he's going to be Hank Aaron, I should be able to go to him, lock him up for 10 years and be the end of it. And whatever that contract is. And then baby, what? Tatis gave him a trillion dollars. He's worth it. Well, so, but here's the thing. Tatis is worth, worth that. Now, if Tatis and Kellenic play the same position, and they both come up for free agency or whatever the arbitration is, I got to pay Kellenic within a range of what Tatis makes because they play the same position. That's bull. That's baloney. Right. And so, and so the owners are always going to get creative. Let me tell, let me tell you something. The unions always lose. They always lose and they always will because the owners will always hire more people to figure out how to get around the union rules. Okay. And, and I'm sorry, I hate to say that. And I think, no, don't be sorry. Um, I, I think, I think unions in this country's history. So let me, co- let me caveat this. I think unions in general in the private sector have an immense role to play in protecting workers' rights. Okay. But we've seen, and I'll bring it into politics here a little bit, but we've seen how even now the leadership of the unions is completely different than the rank and file about how they think, how they act, and how they want to be protected. And so, and, and, and so when you have leadership of the, the unions who half the time collude with management, or in this case in baseball ownership, you know, stuff like this happens and the unions have nowhere to go because they've boxed themselves in. And, and so, so getting back to the, to the Kevin Mather, what he said about Kalinich, well, go ahead, Todd. I'm going to pull on uh, a quote from my father. He was a union man, a longshoreman. He said the baseball union is not a union because a union, everyone has the same salary. The baseball players have individual contracts. So, to right, him, so they're not, they're the not united. It's not a union. It's a fallacy. He right. And said that's, that smart. that's really smart. And the other thing is, and I would add to what your dad said, right? As a longshoreman, okay. Um, his management is not protected by an act of Congress. 
because baseball has a monopoly provision that's protected by Congress. And if, if, if they really wanted to empower the union, the union would spend all their dues lobbying to have Congress remove the monopoly. But they, but the union knows that their bread is buttered by only having 32 owners. What would that mean? There'd be other leagues. There, you and I could go to the New Jersey business bureau and put a license in to start a baseball league and start paying dudes millions of dollars to play baseball or, and then change and do whatever we want. It's the same thing with the NFL. Canada, Canada does it for the CFL. That's why you'll never see an NFL team up there. Um, because actually the CFL, they've actually declared, this is interesting. I'm very, I'm digressing immensely right now, but the CFL is basically considered a national heirloom. So it's, it's like, you know how the, you can go see the USS constitution. That's a national heirloom. That's basically how they treat the CFL in Canada. It's protected. It's like, it's like a state park, basically. You ever been to, uh, hold hold on inside gear bear. I, um, is that it's in Boston? Yeah. Yes. You've been there, Todd? No. You have, Gary? No. Uh, yes. Gary, I've been, been to cool. a breakup. <laughs> yeah, we've been, to, we've, we've been to a CFL game, which is like going to a USS Constitution. It's badass. So I know, I know I've, been very long, I, I've been very long-winded and you've been very patient. So let me get back to Ke- Kevin. So, so, Kev- so the whole beef with the union is uh, ridiculous. I think uh, every team does it, as Todd said. Uh, and then if you go back and read the transcript, you know, he dogs Kalanick. He actually gives a lot of praise to, um, I'm sorry, what's his name? Jose Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez. Um, he gives a lot of props to Julio Rodriguez, basically says he's ten to- almost 10 times better than Kalanick and said, and, and going back to, to, to uh, Mather, and I read the transcript late last night, so... You know, don't quote me on it, but Mather said that he wanted he that that Kalanick Kalanick thinks he should play in the outfield. They have a lot of outfielders. He said, don't forget about Mitch Haniger. He said, don't forget about they've got other guys on the team. Okay, so they've got plenty of guys on the team, and he's right. Haniger, everybody forgets before Haniger had those two awful injuries. Okay, you want to talk about union? Where's the union protecting Mitch Haniger? Because they want to they're going to ship Mitch Haniger out so Kalanick can get a six year deal or whatever. It's like, thanks, union. Players get hurt and you never hear from them again. What kind of union would allow that to happen? Yeah, and and so Hanniger had that really bad groin injury and he had, what, a back injury or something? Yes, exactly. I just know he had two nasty injuries. He had really bad surgeries. But right before that, he, like, carried the whole team when they were te- they were terrible. He was, like, hitting, like, 400. It was, like, a home run every every other night. I mean, I remember that. It was like that, that when they had that rip in the beginning where they were, like, 15-1. and one. Yeah, he was almost an all-star that one year. Uh, yeah. He came and, he was, and he was an all-star in Arizona. Yeah. Right? So, so again, so this is where the union, right, they, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, and, and so, um, and, I, and again, now I don't know if Hanniger per se plays ex- Kalanick's exact position in the outfield, but I know they've moved Hanniger around. I know I think he's played center and he's played right. Yes. I, yeah. So I he's, think played he's played center. All three, actually. So yeah. I know he's played. I know he's played all three. But when I think a couple Mariner games that I went to, he was either in center or right. I think right is where they like him. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Um, but he but, has played center. 
and he has played center. Right. So, okay. So, so he brings up Hanniger and he's like, Hey, Hanniger's still on the roster. And he's all he's been doing is working out basically. Like he's just been getting jacked. Right. And, and so he said, so Kalanick, he's got to wait. And he, he goes, I want him to have more at bats in Tacoma and AAA. And they, and they went and talked. And here's the other thing, right? Where's the players union criticizing major league baseball for shrinking minor league baseball. Yeah, what's up with that, man? I would agree with that. And they so, took that okay. over, basically. How many right. communities were built around the minor league teams and stuff? And- so we're not even going to go there because the three that's of us – well, well, I'm not going to go there because that's a whole other thing itself, and we could talk about that another time, which I'd love to, because the three of us, guess who, we, guess who our best friend is when we talk about that? Bernie Sanders. Because Bernie Sanders, I think, actually followed – filed legislation trying to protect a lot of those minor league baseball teams well gathering this comment actually talked a little bit about everett washington and quite frankly i don't think they're affiliated with the mariners anymore it's on his comment i think no they, everett's everett's gone yeah yeah he so. goes the short the short short season baseball's gone so you want to talk about player development you want to talk about guys like kalanich being stuck down below well, guess what? You just made it easier for the baseball and the ownership to do stuff like that when you gave them all control of minor league baseball. So you don't, they don't even purchase contracts from the minor league teams anymore because they own the minor leaguers. So, yeah, so it is crazy. So, I, so, well, I mean, so that's, that's why the union can blow it out their ass when it comes to them talking about, oh, we want Kellenich up in the – of course they want Kellenich's clock started because if he is good – and then he goes to arbitration. He raises the wages for everybody else. Of course, that's what they always want. But it's stupid. So I want to talk about um, who was the kid? Not not a Sunya Junior, but he was another. He was like um, he was like a black kid on the Braves. He's like he he's got the same kind of look as a Sunya Junior. He's like really he's he wears you know the big chains and he's a really really great he player. Crushes it. He fucking cr- what the fuck is his name? Well, not a Sunu Junior. No, the the other guy's a little bit. He's like a speedster. He's yes. like, but they came up at the same time. Warren, I know, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking uh, about. Let me look. I don't want to have dead air here. I'm looking up his name. Um, is it Almonte? No, what not about, Almonte. What about him? As you look up his name. Um. So, so he, uh, I want to say two or three years ago, was absolutely. I, it was is it uh, Ozzy Albies? Is it Albies? Anyway, yeah. there's a kid. There's a kid on the Braves. He's he's just like Ronald Asuna Jr. I think it's Albies, and and uh, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong, and I apologize. I'm not a Braves fan, but I just remember because it was right before Asuna Jr. was deciding whether or not to sign a long term deal with the Braves, and this kid Albies signed a deal. It was like ten years. I want to say like $35 million and the union was livid, livid 10 years, 35 million. Yeah. It was something really $35 million for 10 years or for a year for 10 years for 10 years, like three and a half million dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good salary for a star. Yes. uh, Ozzy Albies. So, uh, so I want to say, I want to say that's what it was, but it was really low. I, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. it wasn't that low, but it was low. Right. Well, yeah. And, and Ozzy and, and, and you got to give this kid credit. So the union comes out and they blast him. They're like, how dare you, you should have gotten more money. And Ozzy Albies goes, 
this is plenty of money. This money will take care of my family. It'll take care. I forget. I think he's from like Curacao or something maybe, or he's like, this will, this is great money for me and my family. I like being in Atlanta. I don't want to leave Atlanta and I'm signing this deal and there's nothing you can say about it. And they were absolutely livid because he didn't get like $250 million and he actually got paid a decent salary. I mean, He's still making millions of dollars. It's not like he they he he, 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 he get the ceiling. It didn't close his ceiling. He can still make more money if he performs, you know, at a higher level. Well, who knows? Who, who knows? In four years' time, he could get traded, and in the trade, he with his agent, they work out a new deal for the new team. But but just the point of like and, and again, up some me, money for his family. He locked up some money for his family, and the deal he signed, he was happy with, and he was a young kid, and at twenty one years old, three point five million dollars a year is a lot of money, and if you're not. <laughs> And if you're not, and if, and if you're not, and if you're not a stupid idiot, uh, you could probably put a lot of that money to work and still take care of your family. And I think, I think this kid is, is a good kid. And I'm not just giving him props because he like didn't, um, you're saying uh, he's got a head on a good head on his shoulders. Well, I'm just saying like he was, he took, he, it took a lot of guts for him to tell the, tell the union to like basically F off and say like hey i'm happy with the money i got this is the deal i want like go away this is none of your business right and and the union was pissed right because they want everybody to make hundreds and hundreds and hundreds but how is that even sustainable right i mean the you every year i mean i read i i used to read phil mush mushnick religiously uh he writes for the new york post i think he's like a emeritus now I, don't, I think he does like a column every once in a while he's 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 an older guy he they gave he's got i i mean my respect but who am i right i'm a nobody phil mushnick wonderful writer i think he does like one column a week and and mushnick would write these stories every year about people going why do i have to spend nine hundred dollars to go to a baseball you, you spend nine hundred dollars to go to a baseball game because there's a guy who's got six wins and 19 losses making 300 million dollars that's why and it's the you and it's and it's and it's the union that brought us there right so so i i know i was been very long because i'll get into the the racial component here in a second about what 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 matt what mather i want to call mathis but mather said and that's like that that's that's like you're never gonna you're never I'm never gonna side with the players union and I and don't get me wrong listen and this, do not take this as like me giving like the owners a free pass either because they're oh they're just as bad they're terrible the owners are just as bad because they'll take that TV money and they'll still screw the fan they don't care that's why there's no that's why there's no double headers anymore I mean the union goes along with stuff like that so they're just they're guilty part of it too but the owners are just just as bad so go ahead Todd after this year, the Seattle Mariners payroll uh, committed money is $14 million. They've actually been very responsible. Basically, our GM, Jerry DePoto, has blown up the roster, and he's got a clean slate after this year. So and, uh, we're expected to be, to be good because of that. You know how long Jets fans have been saying that same bullshit, Todd? Come on. Well, yeah, because every <laughs> now, now – well – we're going to digress for a second. Now, Jet fans, when they see a huge cap, when we have a huge cap, everybody freak, everybody panics because they know the GM will go out and make some terrible signings, and that'll be the end of the cap for two or three years. So, anyway, so getting back to um, Matt, uh, Mather's comments about, um, so, 
So I said to Todd before off air, I said the I said, if anyone should be really upset about the president's comments, I definitely think it should have been Kalanick because or Kalanich or however you say Kalanick, um, because he basically slagged Kalanick everywhere he could. When it came to the contract, he slagged Kalanick. And then when he talked about uh, Julio Rodriguez, right, Julio Rodriguez, when he talked about Julio Rodriguez, he said something to the effect that Julio Rodriguez is like a wonderful personality. He's a wonderful kid. He's got, he's like a five tool player. He's got everything we want. He goes, I just wish he spoke English a little bit better or something to that effect. Right. Or I just wish his English was good. And even Julio Rodriguez on Twitter tweeted like a meme and was like, I'm really uh, like, I'm really upset about this. And it was like the Michael Jordan meme from when uh, Michael Jordan had that documentary when everybody was dog and doggy. And like, he kind of made a joke about it. And I took that personally. That, that, that's the, that, that's the Jordan quote. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I took that personally and, and, and here's, here's the deal with, with, with that. And then, oh, okay. So I, let me talk about the Iwakuma thing. So, so anyway, if you read the transcript, he makes that comment and was it, was it a, a, like a boneheaded comment? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I think that you come to the, to the United States. Um, the expectation is, is that as an employee, you speak English. I think, um, when the rest of your teammates, and I know you could probably make the argument in baseball, it's probably 50%, right? But the English is the, is the lay of land. Most people speak English. Um, again, I think this is like the, uh, soft bigotry of low expectations that for some reason, Hispanic people just can't come here and learn English. Like they're, they, they're not smart enough to learn English, which is, we all know is complete nonsense. And that in itself is racist, that mentality, of thinking that people can't come come here, right? And 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 speak English, um, and I think that um, you know, I think he could say like I just he just said I think I wish the kid spoke English because he probably I, won't. I failed English class and I don't know any other language. <laughs> I mean, so we actually, all that actually happened. We all struggle with it. The struggle is real. So we understand. Obviously, Neil understands um, Julio's plight and. And I would just say this. I would say that, you know, um, maybe it was unprofessional to say because maybe he should have said to Julio, like, hey, perhaps we need to get you more help to get you to speak English. Right. But if there's a there's a thing where and we've known players in the past to do this. Right. That they don't they just can't be bothered. Right. And then they become a they not a pariah in the clubhouse, but they are self-isolating because other. Yeah. Maybe the Spanish guys they can speak. They speak English in the clubhouse. Maybe they're not confident enough. They know how to be teammates. You know what I mean? Like maybe they uh, they're just not confident enough in, in front of the cameras. And maybe and I don't know what Mather was thinking, but maybe he wants to get this kid out. Right. Maybe he wants to get him out in front of the limelight and was like, hey, hurry up and learn English so I can get you all these interviews and get you to do these things. I mean, there's nothing worse. Hurry up and learn English. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like. <laughs> Sounds like the punchline to a bad joke. <laughs> well, I, 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 hurry up I, and I, learn English. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean to like market this kid. Right. So the kid can make more money. Right. I mean. Your, your audience in general is is English speaking still in this country. OK, May, you know, not for long after the Democrats get done with it, we'll be speaking 35 different languages, but whatever for the time being. And uh, I remember the criticism with the Yankees. 
The Yankees criticized Gary Sanchez for not learning English. I know that was the the underlining. There's no way that motherfucker doesn't know English. There's no way. They criticized Gary Sanchez. I know because I remember it when he did. No, I know you're English. right. I'm not arguing with you. He don't speak to the media. But right. No and, way that motherfucker don't know English. How and, can you be a catcher? <laughs> He's got some... my, my dad used to say when Tanaka, when Sanchez would visit the mound, my dad would be like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me tell you what they're talking about. They both speak English. That's what they're talking about. They're right. Talking about baseball. Anything. Right. And so, <laughs> and so, um, and so my point is, is that, um, it may, it may have been unprofessional in the sense of if I, if I'm going to demure and give the other side anything, which I, I really shouldn't, I would say maybe it was an unprofessional thing to say because, we don't know the whole story. Perhaps Julio is like, I don't want to learn English. Go F yourself. I'm a five-tool player. I'm going to make $300 million. I don't give a shit. Maybe uh, Julio really wants to learn English, is struggle, struggling with whatever he's doing right now, and needs additional help, and that's what the organization should provide. I don't know, right? But I will say that to, again, to defend – Mather, not that I want to defend him because he had he had a lot of shitty things to say about Arizona and like thought he was being cute when he was talking about COVID. Um, so I don't know this guy and I don't owe him nothing. But Mather did explain that 30 years ago, it was acceptable for guys to come to the league and really not understand English. And that was OK. And they would have to make do and figure things out because they didn't have the setup that they have now. Major League Baseball has academies all over Latin America now where the kids show up at 9, 10, 11 years old. They get a full education. He was saying, like, guys were showing up from Venezuela and the Dominican Republic 30 years ago without a high school education. He goes, now these kids, they go through the academies. They get a high school education, right? Did he not say that? What are you laughing about? Oh, I'm thinking about another quote that I'll say later. Okay. Um, and, and, he's way and he, ahead of us, Gary. And he's, yeah, Todd's light years ahead. Um, but, but, but I think that, um, you know, that, that's, that's, that's where with the with the language and everything that, that the guys, uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta speak English. You gotta learn the English, you know? And again, it's not, everyone should be helping. I'm sure his teammates are. First thing you do is you teach a guy is teach someone who, who doesn't speak English is the all curse the curse words. words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I mean, everybody's got to be. It's a team effort, guys. Come on, so get a, get him to hurry up and speak English so we can get you out there and market. Have him you. call his mother. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her all the curse words. Tell her all the curse words. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he criticized Iwakuma. This was kind of. I, I mean, to be to be honest, I have to agree with Todd. We we're again talking off the off the air that. Um, I don't know where this exactly was coming from. I really think he had some sort of beef with I Iwakuma. But basically, he says that, and I'm using basically a lot. So he, he says in a nutshell that when Iwakuma was a player, they had to pay a special Japanese translator um, $75,000 a year to walk out to the mound and tell the guy like five things. And Iwakuma, I guess, reached out to the organization I guess in Japanese and said that he wanted to be to, to, to be back in the organization. Now Iwakuma had a good career for the Mariners. He was a good, he was a good pitcher. And 
They said, absolutely. They said the one condition is uh, we're not paying for an interpreter. You got to call if you come and work for the Mariners organization. Um, you have to speak English, right? So again, it's not a it, 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 it's it's not a racial component because to me, it's not a racial because he's he's not just talking about Hispanic guys. He's talking about Japanese guys. He's talking about just foreign players. But white people general. aren't the only people that speak English. That's that's part of why it's not right. Yeah, you know, racial. Exactly. Kind of exactly. So, so. So he criticized, and he goes, "Lo and behold, Iwakuma shows up to camp as a as a coach now, and the guy speaks English." And I think Neil, I think you hit it on the head. Maybe Iwakuma spoke English, but just not like out in the media. He doesn't want to be out in the media. Isn't comfortable yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't like. I, there's no. You ever listen to like? Or you ever watch a Gary Sanchez interview? So you look at him. Like he knows what the fuck you're saying to him. He, I honestly think he's not. I don't think he's being a dick or a prima donna. I think he just doesn't isn't comfortable enough in his English. That he clearly knows how to speak. There's no way he's not a good teammate. But the the problem is, is when you have outstanding people like Mariona Rivera, who I don't Labor know. Torres can barely understand a fucking word he says, but he keeps talking. He keeps telling you he's confident. He's confident. Yeah. Oh, listen. I'm just saying. Listen. It's it's just it's just it's just like anything else. If you if you come to an English, it's just like I would expect that if I were to go play baseball in Japan. You should learn Japanese. Now, if the Japanese don't make you learn Japanese, then that's on the Japanese, right? If 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 you go to Europe, so I'll, uh, here, so I'll, I'll read you something because I brought this up the other day. The Premier League, at least every every year or every other year, there's a Premier League manager, and there's some players, and there's some falling out with the fact that the players agreed to learn English, but they don't learn it and and to the Premier League team's credits they basically like move a English teacher into your house so when you sign when they when they sign when they sign you for 50 billion pounds so you can kick balls into the net they will bring a full school English school and they will plop it at your house and you learn English when you're not practicing Okay. A little English on that soccer ball, bro. They put a little English on bang, it, right? Bend it like Beckham. And so I just, I just want to read you. I found this, and it's, and this is interesting, right? Okay, so I'm going to read this. Todd, Todd will know who these people are. Neil, I don't know if you will. Let me, let me pick it up. So, uh, I think this was article was from like last year, a couple years ago, um, and it says former Liverpool star Maxi Rodriguez has admitted. He had to lie to convince Rafa Benitez to sign him in 2010. The ex-Atletico Madrid forward completed a move to Anfield after telling the then Liverpool boss he could speak English. Desperate to make the move to the Premier League, the Argentinian, who is still playing at the age of 39 for Newell's Old Boys, has now confessed to duping Benitez. Rodriguez explained, Rafa told me that it is very important for everyone to speak English in the dressing room. He asked me if I knew how to speak the language, and I said, yes, of course, stay calm. Of course, I didn't want the negotiations to fail, so I told a little lie. When I arrived in England, there was a pref conference, and Rafa told me he would speak first and that I would continue. That was when I grabbed him and said, look, Rafa, I need to confess something to you. I don't know English. The only thing I know is how to say hello. Rafa said, you are a son of a bitch. (laughs) 
both, but we were both laughing. And afterwards, I learned how to speak English. I was very good at Aleko. I was a captain and I knew the city well, but English football drove me crazy and I wanted to play there. So it just goes to show that the demand to speak English. And here's Rafa Benitez, who is, you would say, a Hispanic, right? He's from fucking Spain, okay? Which last time, last time I heard, unless they've changed history, I know they've been doing that a lot lately, but Hispanics originate from Spain. I, I could be wrong. It could be somewhere else now. I don't know. I haven't read the New York Times in the last week. So history could have changed. They could have memory hold that part. But so here's Rafa Benitez, a Hispanic coach in England, demanding a Hispanic player speak English. Okay. So this idea that it's racist is just the fact that we live in Wokistan now. Okay. And when you demand those things from people, um, again, it could have been unprofessional in the setting that he was in, but the actual concepts and things that he was talking about are not racist. And it's, there's no, I don't see an issue. And I, did Go you ahead. make up that Wilkistan shit or did you hear that somewhere? Because that's brilliant. Oh, well, everyone's been talking. I didn't make I it heard, up. It's, I haven't it, heard that. That's brilliant. Yeah, we live in we live in Wilkistan. It's the liberal republic of Wilkistan. You know, we all have to wear our, Gary, our next time I ask you something like that, just fucking say that you that you I made it up. It's right. it's me. I've I've copyrolled it. Show, Gary, come on. <laughs> I've no, copyrolled it and trademarked it. <laughs> I did want to say two things. One, Kevin Mather did try to be woke. He did try to be Wilkinson when he said, for the 23rd consecutive season, the Mariners will have a Japanese player on their team, Hishashi Ibu... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, what's no, the other, the other guy they signed uh, last year. We have a Japanese uh, pitcher, uh, and he made it sound like that the ownership wanted a Japanese player on the team. Just the only reason why they do that shit is because Nintendo own, owned the team. That was when all that stuff started. That's right. And my second point, this would have been Gary and I's favorite comment, although Gary did not hear it. It was in the video. He said Mariners third baseman uh, Kyle Seeger would be, um, you know, he, he would be on the team for one more year. He's a great leader, but he's probably overpaid, which Gary and I have been saying for years, which proves oh. Gary and I could run the Seattle Mariners. There you go. There you go. He was, he had one, he, and this is again what the problem is with the union and baseball players, and it's the ownership's fault too. He had one, what was it, one gold glove season, and he was an all star, and he got paid, and he's been living off of that one season ever since. And I don't know, I'm sure Kyle Seeger is a wonderful human being. I'm sure he is a dude on Baltimore Gary Bear, Dave Davis, Chris Anthony, Chris Davis. Oh yeah, Chris Davis, who batted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they get, how many hundreds of millions did they give him? And he was like batting like 087 for like yeah, and 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 now a he guy didn't make any adjustments. He didn't make any adjustments in his swing or anything. He just went out there and kept. Ah. Oh. And now when a guy is in, and now when a guy is in a posi- in their position and they go to arbitration because he got that monumental contract and you're batting 220, you can say Chris Davis bad. Chris Chris Davis batted 198 for three years and got paid 225 million. I hit 220 and I play the same position. You're gonna have to give me 400 million. And, and they're the, gonna have and they're gonna have to. And the Mariners pitcher is starter Yusei Kikuchi, by the way. 
just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I got- yeah, they brought Kikuchi. Kikuchi was like a poor man's. Uh, who's the guy in the Angels show? Uh, oh, um, Otani. Otani. Yeah. Otani. Yeah. He he's yeah. he he was a poor man's Otani. They took a fly. They took a flyer on him, and 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 he and he played he played okay. He's a, he's a decent player. Didn't the he's Angels a- just get? They just got a big a big name. Well, they got Bauer, right? Or no? Yeah. No. No. Bauer went to the. No, he Padres? went to uh, the Dodgers. Yeah. I think the Padres are going to be pretty good. Padres are great. No, but the Angels didn't they just land another big big name like in the past? It was. Uh, I thought it was Jackie Bradley. Was it? No, he's not. Like, yeah, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was. Sure, but no, a, a pitcher. Or... I don't remember. It was a position know. player. I forgot right now, but. Yeah, they did sign somebody with a big name who's okay. But they always do that. So that's, they still have Albert Pujols. Yeah, man. I believe he's still playing, but he's still collecting a paycheck. But he still starts, doesn't he? Well, he's a DH. So sure. The Edgar Martinez Award. Rendon. That's who they got, Rendon. Oh, yes. Anthony Rendon. Yes. Was that that where that was last year? Well, right yes. Year, yeah, I he's think it was last dog, year. He's unbelievable, that dude. They always sign a big name free agent. Dexter yeah, Fowler. He, he Dexter killed Fowler. them. He killed the Mets. Right. That, what, that, Rendon's that unbelievable, series. man. It doesn't get any better than him. Unless you're DJ yeah. LeMayu, I guess. But anyway, um Mike Trout. Mike Trout, yeah. Uh can can we uh move the bus or are we not done? With this, no, I, I just explained it. I gave my, I gave my, I had, I are you done? Is all I'm asking. I'm not being, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good unless you guys have anything else. I mean, I think I covered most of it, I covered a lot of it. I'm just glad we got a sports podcast going. No, we're not done. You know, we're not done with sports yet. Talk about sports. God, we're not done with sports yet because we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna go into what you and I talked about initially. Yeah, no problem. Was uh, Tiger Woods and his, yes, sounds like a pretty bad car. Yeah. You heard about this, Gare Bear? I would not want to be Tiger today. He apparently he was speeding and he had like two broken legs. I think that was what they were reporting early on. I don't know. It was it was on it was hot on Twitter for a little bit. I was I saw some of it. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Recap it. Um, he was uh, he was uh, late for a uh, photo shoot for. Golf Digest and possibly a TV shoot with uh, Drew Brees and uh, the Chargers quarterback, uh, Justin Herbert. And uh, he was going a little fast. Uh, He was leaving his hotel in a hurry. Uh, It appears he was going a little fast, uh, but uh, and then he hit a median and then uh, slammed into a tree. He was saved. uh, His life was saved by his seatbelt. He must have been speeding and like just like on his phone or something for that to happen. Right, so, a car accident that bad. So he just he just tweeted this out, or someone from his Twitter account just tweeted this out 13 minutes ago. It says, "We thank everyone for overwhelming support and messages during this tough time." As previously communicated, Tiger was involved in a single car accident earlier this morning in California. He has undergone a long surgical procedure on his lower right leg and ankle after Christ. being brought to the hospital. Mr. Wood suffered significant orthopedic injuries to his right lower extremity that were treated during emergency surgeon by orthopedic trauma specialists at Harbor UCLA Medical Center at Level 1 Trauma Center. 
commu- commuted open fractures affecting both the upper and lower portions of the tibia and fibula bones were stabilized by inserting a rod into the tibia. Ah, shit. Additional That's injuries to the bones might not of, play the, again. of the foot and ankle were stabilized with a combination of screws and pins. Trauma to the muscle and soft tissue of the leg required surgical release of the covering of the muscles to relieve pressure due to swelling. Anish Mahajan, uh, MD, Chief Medical Officer and Interim Chief Executive Officer at Harbor UCLA Medical Center. He is currently awake, responsive, and recovering in his hospital room. Thank you to the wonderful doctors and hospital staff at UCLA Medical Center. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department and Fire Department, your support and assistance has been outstanding. There are no further updates at this time. We continue to thank you for your well wishes and privacy for him and his family, TGR. As, as far as I know, and in my experience or lack thereof, whenever they introduce any kind of screws or rods, like it's never the same. You know, he, he, he'll so. still, he'll, here's the reality is, is he'll get back in shape and he'll still be okay on the senior tour. <laughs> well, yeah. But we're talking about arguably one of the greatest athletes of you know of our lifetime, most dominant athletes of our lifetime. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like this car accident. Remember, remember the first car accident, Todd, when his wife came out with the yes. golf clubs. <laughs> oh, that one, yes, I remember that. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's not bad. Yeah, but it's yeah, not, this is career ending. This is really bad. I really, uh, I'm glad he's still alive. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. But my, and you're absolutely right. But um, what I was gonna say, which is not as important, I guess, is even if he could golf at the same level, they have to fucking walk those courses. That's part of being professional. Is that you walk? Like, there's no way. I don't think. There's not not for a sustained amount of time. Right. There is a Casey. I forgot his name. There is president for a court saying you don't have to walk it. But yes, you're right. You have to walk it. That's part well, of being a professional. Exactly. So it's those it's, guys get paid more than anybody, right, Gary? What's that? Those guys get paid more than anybody. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and I would go, and I was, I was just thinking here for a second. Um, sorry, not to digress, but, but it's like when you think of like Kobe and you think of Tiger, it's like have have these people come well i know kobe was taking his daughter to a game and stuff like that but it's like have these people come to your house or like get a driver or like what you're talking about you're talking yeah go ahead keep going well no i'm just saying like bruce Springsteen with the dewey i mean yeah it's like dude you're worth a kajillion dollars you can't pay like a 20 year old kid like 20 bucks an hour just to drive you around you know it's like like tony soprano i always tell i always tell steals that when i hit the lottery He's my personal driver. I'll pay him whatever he wants. There you but go. He will be at my beck and call, motherfucker. Well, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> it, right? But, I mean, these guys are worth, and it's like, I get it, too. It's like, you still want to drive, but it's like, dude, you're Tiger, you're Tiger Woods. You're speeding because you're late. Like, that's when you got to look in the mirror and go, I'm fucking Tiger Woods. I'm never that's late. It's probably bullshit. Right. You know, he, well, he hasn't given a fuck about being late ever. <laughs> he's been a star since he's a child. You know what I mean? Like, come on. You think anyone's what are they going to do to him? No, no one's going to, no one's going to be, uh, they were going to have a write up in the New York post that he was late and really, it was really bad for him. Right. He might be with a girl or something. Yeah. Yeah, But he's, he who cares. He's not married now. Right. Exactly. So that ship is, yeah, we already know he's a perv. South Park made an episode about it. 
Unless Al Park is in on it. I mean, who who among us would not want to party with him? <laughs> if he's buying, I'm down. But so he doesn't yeah. seem like too great of a party animal, you know. He doesn't uh, seem like a real nice guy, to be honest. No, with he you. seems like a fucking pompous fuck, but he's an unbelievable athlete. Right. Well, and I see that. Like, I don't wish the guy harm either. I'm just saying. No, like, no, absolutely no. Come on. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. Well, you never know. People be like, he doesn't like him, so he's a he, he wants. I, him to I don't know him like, to like him or not. That goes back to my Trump thing. I always. Yes, say, right? exactly. And exactly. All I know is what the media portrays Tiger Woods from that portrayal. He, looks like he doesn't look like a real friendly guy. That's all. I'm told Michael Jordan is very friendly. If you don't know him, actually, Charles Barkley was rude to Kathleen once. <laughs> Really? Tell that story. I love I love I mean, Charles. I, I love there. Charles Barkley more now. Dude, come on. <laughs> Kathleen, just, Kathleen just wrote you a love letter and you're that's how you're gonna talk about it. Oh, just kidding. You'll chill out. Just cause she's a, just cause she's a teacher, Gary. Bro, she better be in school teaching these they're kids. Back. They're going or, back. She found out today they're going back in April. Or GTFO. They're going back in April. Uh I don't really know the story that I mean, I know the ins and outs, but I wasn't there, obviously. But apparently her and uh her friend were in um I think it was Las Vegas. It was either Atlantic City or Las Vegas because it was in a casino. Um, and Charles Barkley was there. And um, Kathleen was like borderline blackout drunk and like went over and like wanted a picture with him or whatever. And he he kept like shooing her away and she was persistent. And finally he looked at her and said, can you just leave? That's her story, basically. She'll tell a lot better than me. But that's wow. I um, thought he was a jovial uh, kind of guy, but I guess not. Yeah, well, I, you got you got to understand too with these guys. I don't blame, like, I, listen, I don't blame him for it. She was probably annoying the fuck out of him. Well, not only that, but it's like these guys they got to deal. They deal with so much baloney too. It's like how much how much crap can you take all day? I'm not saying that Kathleen was giving him crap. No, no. I mean, there's two sides to that, right? Like you know, if you decided to be in this limelight, like you know, you're gonna have to deal with that shit. You want to make all that money, and you got to deal with that shit. But the other side of it is he's a fucking human being, and he was out with his friends, and he was like. Leave me the fuck alone. If she probably, if she was like some, she was obviously drunk, I would assume. If it was just like a normal person walked up and said, hey, can I have an autograph? Yeah, here you go. Get the fuck out of here. But I don't know. I wasn't there. I, I've had drinks with Randy Johnson, but that's a different story. Randy Johnson? Oh, I think you told me that. So. That's yeah. right. That's right. It was yeah. fun. Fun night. But... All right there, sports junkies. What else are we doing? What else is on the... Uh... Well, I, I'm I'm pretty much uh, that's all my bullets for the night. I think so. Uh, Neil, do you have anything else? Well, we don't have to, but we we did touch on a. Uh, well, there is something else I want to say, but we did touch on a global warming debate. I don't know if you want to talk about that tonight or not. But shoot, hey, the world is your oyster, Neil. This is the Tuesday night special you kicked open, man. So we're just following your lead. Go ahead. Don't get my my head too big now, Gary. No, I got to a conversation. I said this to you guys off the air. I got to a, a conversation with a friend of mine about global warming, and um, I don't know anything about global. I should start by saying this: I don't know anything about global warming. I don't pretend to. I don't read about it. I know what I see. I know what I think. And he was going on and on about how global warming is in, indeed a fact, and how it is changing our weather, both winter and summer. Like, cause there's never been crazy winters before. Like when you, when news, when channel two news puts on, this is the coldest date since 1894. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but you know, global warming is just now and it's all our fault. 
but but anyway my point was you you can't possibly know what you're talking about like if you want to talk about plastics you want to talk about the ocean pollution uh pollution in the ocean you want to talk about landfill we can go on and on about you know chemicals we can go on and on about that stuff but for you to honestly know that it's our fault for global warming because of emissions you can't possibly know what you're talking about that was my point an an uneducated point well i think i think a lot of this global warming stuff is really starting to come up because of the whole thing in texas right and we kind of touched on some of that with dave last week um oh no it's climate change we have to be correct it's climate change what do we say global warming correct well, good. Well, they keep changing the language. I mean, so that's how you first off, that's how, you know, the left is in control. Right. Because it's a language change. Everything is a language change with them. They, that's what they do. That's how that's how they get their. That's how they get bad ideas. Made new. And just just like we were going to have a global cooling in the 70s, global warming. Now it's climate change. Then it'll be, you know, you know, something else. It'll be environmental. Our pets heads are falling off. Yeah. Um so, um, no, I, I just think that what I find interesting is, is people always call out these things on climate change or global war, whatever you want to call it. Yet, if they really want to take action and affect something, the little things that you can actually do, nobody does. So, um, you know, I, I think when you have these people like the John Kerry's who lecture us on, on global warming or, or climate change. Sorry. Now that you got, got me in my head, Todd, you're in my head, Todd. Um, you have, uh, Al Gore. He owns, yeah. Al Gore owns, you know, both between the two of them, they probably own about 15 houses. They fly on private jets, greenhouses. They own. Yeah. Right. They own, uh, um, multiple vehicles i mean it's 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 a lie you know barack obama tells us about climate change and then he buys waterfront property uh up up in massachusetts for 15 million dollars so he's so afraid so the world's gonna end in nine years but barack obama's like i'm dropping 15 million he's got a a front row view baby come on uh, on uh what's it not a front seats not cape may what is it cape uh cape cod yeah, I think it's up in Cape Cod. So buys $15 million house in Cape I mean, it's a sham. I mean, it's a, it's a sham. That portion of it is a sham. If they really if they really want us, um, you know, again, no one talks about it. In the Trump presidency, all the all the climate, we, we had another four years of um, lowering numbers in terms of, you know, carbon emissions and all that stuff, even with him allowing the fracking and uh, taking some of the regulations away because it's just, it's just better for business in general. Nobody wants poisoned water. Nobody wants poisoned air. It's so stupid to think that's, this isn't DuPont in the seventies dumping paint to the, to the, what was it? The Cincinnati and then the, the, the Cincinnati Flint. river, they Flint. sent, they, they set the river on fire and it just stayed on fire. Um, I listen, have a we, why do, why do all these uh, politicians make millions of dollars after they leave office? Speaking, well, spe- speaking, of cor- there, speaking, right? of course, Todd. I mean, that's everybody wants to hear he what they say. They're so thoughtful. <laughs> They've got such deep wisdom to give us. I, yeah, I, mean, I, I, my... I just let me make this one point. I just yeah, want to yeah. go back to Eduardus's point. Where. Was it the 10 most polluted rivers on the planet? Eight of them are in China. Okay. Where are the other two? 
I think the other two were in either one was in Brazil, maybe. I don't want to. I don't want to say. I, I don't remember either Brazil or India, maybe. The Nile's really fucked up, isn't it? Yeah, that's in Egypt, though. Yeah, well, you said two, and in the world, where right. the other two is one of them in the Nile. Well, I, we're planning. I'm. I've been uh, emailing Eduardo. So we'd have to get up real early again. I'm. I want him back on the show because of all the stuff going on with Russia, of course. And, but yeah, I mean, I just uh, so so we'll have to ask him. Well, remember, we'll ask him that question when we next time we get him on the show. But anyway, but, yeah. So you're talking about you're gonna you're you were saying how China is the root of the. Yeah, I mean, and and so, you know. Where and where's the action against China? Where's the action against India? Instead, it's all oh, they're developing countries. It's like, oh, come on. They've been developing for for 50 years now uh, and they're still developing like and they just lump that in because, again, the elites know they make all of our stuff and we you know, they buy our debt and we buy their gar we buy their crap. And that's really why. Like the corporations in the United States love offshoring everything because you're not just offshoring jobs. You're offshoring the the fact that you don't have to pay all these regulations. Try to start a business in this country with all the green feet, you know, manufacturing. There's a reason why there's one airplane maker uh, in this country. There's a reason why um, it's difficult for you have to be a cajillionaire like a Musk or someone to start a start there a car. Was like a, a Boeing for sale for like seventy grand. Did you see that shit? No, I didn't see that. Um, but you have to you, you you Musk. So Musk started his Tesla car company, but what they they don't reveal is he took millions in government subsidies to do it because that's the only way you can do it. And he was already rich, so he was able. He knew who, who to grease. Dude, I read that Musk made a billion in Bitcoin. Yeah, he's been big into the cryptocurrencies. Ah, listen. A I'm not to, get in, not to get into a whole Musk thing. Part of me, uh, I admire Musk, and the other part of me, I think he's a snake oil salesman. So, um, yeah, I mean, wh hey, whatever. At the end of the day, Elon Musk is Elon Musk, and he's got a lot of money. So, at um, some point, and, we will have a Wall Street episode. We must. And, yeah, and I gotta what, get I gotta get my buddy on the. Uh, and what, right, and what, how much did I say the Boeing was for sale for? Seventy thousand. It is. I was wrong. I was wrong. Five hundred thousand. You want to buy it? It's a seven thirty-seven. Do you know anything that's, about this shit? That's cheaper than a signed Babe Ruth baseball card. Well, there you go. I'd rather have the plane, honestly. That's cheaper than a house in Seattle. Yeah, you could live in that. The 96, 1996 Boeing seven three seven three hundred. If that means anything to anyone, let's buy it. Hey, How much? We could fly five, around five all the time. Dude, we could do the show from the air. Well, I mean, no, come on. We'll just do it from different locations once we land. Okay. And we follow the proper two-week quarantine per, you know, So per destiny. I, since we're doing a sports thing, I just want to let you guys know that the Washington Redskins won't pick a new name until 2022. And so hopefully they have public comments where I will suggest Todd Skins. Uh, the Washington the, Todskins. They should be the Sentinels, right? That replaces the Count of Reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah that'd be great. <laughs> yes. Great movie. Watch them pick the Washington Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a nice fuck you, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, what's wrong with the Washington football team? I, whatever. What's the difference? Who cares? Washington, so, we suck every year, team. How about that? Uh, you have, uh, 
So if you go to WashingtonJourney.com, you could submit your idea to name the team. And so let me read a couple of them. They're, they're so lame. Washington Justice. And I feel bad because some of these are probably, probably little. the biggest oxymoron of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Washington Honesties. <laughs> no, I, I think um, – and I, I again, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't have come out and said that because I'm sure there's like little their I'm sure some little kids parents are putting them up to like, hey, you should little little uh, Johnny, why don't you submit your thing? What do you want the team to be named? Someone put the rhinos. I think this was a little kid. I mean, that's cute. But you have Washington Phoenix. There you go. How about how about the Washington D.C. D.C.s? Huh? How about that one? I get it. Yeah, Washington, Washington agents. You have uh, Washington representatives, Washington rail railroaders. I like that one. Is the Washington uh, senators in there just to make sure they're bad? Uh, the Washington generals. The, lo- the lobbyists. Uh, someone said, "Make the Washington football team the permanent name." That's lame. That's what I just said. Washington Warriors. Warriors, yeah. Yeah. There already is a Warriors, though. Yeah, but that's still kind of Native American. Yeah, but isn't the whole point that they didn't uh, want it to be named after him? That's what I mean. Watch them yeah, pick so that. Because yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, we really didn't change. That would be ridiculous. There's I a lot know. of people who've submitted Washington Red Wolves. You have Washington Alliance. Oh, you have red tails. That'll be that'll probably be a big one, right? Washington red tails. Well, see, uh, they could say Red Hawks because the Seattle University is now the Red Hawks, but they used to be the Seattle Chieftains before they thought it was politically incorrect. I like the North Dakota was the Fighting Sioux. That, that was a that's a bomb that's a bomb name right there. That's awesome. But they had to get rid of it. And their logo was sick. And as a Native American, that is certainly not racist. The, the Sioux do fight. I think honorable. If you have a Native American sports team name and you want to change it or you're not sure if it's racist, you should have to ask Todd. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let me oh, no, I'm, ser- I'm serious. Like, why? Like, the reason why is because Todd would be like, "No, it's okay," and they'd be like, uh, "There'd be other native." You can't make. It's like, again, I I don't give a shit about any of that stuff until Notre Dame gets rid of the Fighting Irish. You want to disparage my heritage? We don't. You know, the Irish don't fight. They roll over for the British. Oh, that's what I've always said. The most, the most. You know, the Fighting Irish is basically the most stereotypical uh, logo we've ever had. Come on, man. I know. That's why, like, like I'm laughing. Some uh, There was a picture that went viral on Twitter, and it was a Native American guy, and it had, uh, instead of, like, um, the the Red Cloud Indian, he, he had a – it said Washington Caucasians, and it was a picture of a blonde-haired guy, but it looked like the Red Cloud Indian, you know? And I'm like, bro, just get a Notre Dame shirt. Just get a Fighting Irish shirt. It's the same thing. 
that you're wearing. Like, ha, ha, ha. That's not, it's like, wow, that's, that's great. Washington Caucasian. Oh, get it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, bro. Hey, guess what? It may, you know what? We'll just make it so nobody remembers anything about the Indians. How about that? You know, is that what you, is that what you want? You know, not you personally, but it's like, is that what people want? Let's just not remember the native Americans at all. It's just whatever. Basically. I mean, whenever reparations come up, I always want to say, hello, hello, you took our land. And nobody has more, uh, more of a beef than the Native Americans, that's for sure. Nobody has any beef. That's the reality of the matter. So, But if you're uh, going to go down that road, that's you all sound right. So white, you sound so white privileged. Well, I do my best. Hey, if I, you know, the right privilege is running out, so I'm trying to use it as much as I can for as long as I can before it goes away. It's like when you have a, it's like when you have a coupon, it's got an expiration date on it. You know, it's like, I got to get the, I got to get to the grocery store before this expires so I can use it. Before the Mariners got good in 95, I used to be a Atlanta Braves fan and I did the Tomahawk chop. Sorry, but I did. And I felt... I did not feel bad about it whatsoever. Now you can't. Now you can't be buried on the ancient burial ground, Todd, because you <laughs> defied the tribe. <laughs> oh, bro! So can I tell a, a COVID story? Yeah. Oh, that, we've been waiting. I've been waiting. Is that a, is that a Sunday only thing? No. I, you know what? Uh, we didn't get a COVID story on Sunday. I don't think so. This is great. Well, you know, you started. We can talk about that for a second. You started without me. Which is what the fuck, man? I said fifteen minutes. You can't wait fifteen motherfucking minutes. The fuck is that? <laughs> what happens uh, when What happens when you or Todd need fifteen minutes? We wait. No, you go. You should go. I will say, go without me. Step from off the show comes on to the show. Yeah, I sign on. I, I like. I, I I like stuff my burger down, kiss my baby on the head, ran down the basement, and you guys are already doing it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That was all Todd. I'm blaming Todd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it always on me? It was Todd. Boldy. I'm talking about both of y'all. Yeah, Todd. Why'd you do that? Yeah, Todd. Why'd you do that? I kind of have a feeling it was you, though, Gary. <laughs> I'm mistaken. Oh, whatever. Neil, Neil will catch up. You know what? Until you said something, no one noticed. Everybody thought you just slid I, right Oh, in. now I'm no one? I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> you slid right in. <laughs> That's what like, us Irish do, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you always do, Neil. You just slid right in. Uh, hey, who invited this guy? I don't know. He's your friend, ain't he? No, I don't know who he is. Oh, he's here already, so just leave him be. But anyway, so Kathleen's co-worker's boyfriend. He's, uh, you know, they're not kids. They're dating. They're older people. They're dating. I feel they need to say that. I don't know why. That's gross. I don't know what his, I don't know what his title is. But he, I know he works at a, a nursing home. Probably Mr. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm funny. Hey, my mom, will, my mom will laugh at that. That'll probably be the first time she laughs tonight. Anyway, so he works at a nursing home. I don't know what he does. Okay, I don't know what his job title is. Mr. <laughs> whatever. Um, but he and all of his, the story I was told is he and all of his Co-workers have been vaccinated twice, and the majority of the inmates or what do you call them in nursing homes? <laughs> residents, 
nurses. The nurse. There's a nurse sewers and the nurse. Everybody's basically vaccinated and they were instructed today that they have to wear a cloth mask, double knotted behind each ear. And on top of that, an N95 all day, every day. Punch yourself in the face, ladies and gentlemen. How is that, like Todd has said in the past, how is that a vaccine? Uh, that would not be a vaccine. How is that any help at all? How is it anything? It is not. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Um, we keep moving the goalposts. When are we going back to normal? We're not, we're not talking about sports, Todd. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we move on to sports, Todd. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It's, I mean, when people, I, I hope, you know, and nothing has happened like I've hoped, but I hope that people will see like bullshit like this. Like, look at the hospitalization numbers are way down. Like they're just, they're holding on to their, their grip. Really. That's they're holding on to their grip. Isn't the right way. That's the smart thing to say. They won't let go of their grip. They'll so do, you'll do whatever they'll say. And that's okay. that. They're going to keep this up until 2022 because it's another election year. And then they'll probably go to, uh, Something another idea I have, and probably this, you know, January sixth riot thing. They're probably going to use, uh, you know, um, domestic terrorism after that. So we'll see. So, so you can go to the L.A. Times. Okay, in California, they've given the vaccination to fourteen percent of the population. Okay, forty percent of the California prison population has received the vaccine so think that's about that and how are they and how are they feeling that's just wonderful so make sure the prison the prisoners need to get the vaccine well i mean come on they're in close quarters and shit they could if it could run if they could run rampant and wait them out you don't want them to die they're still people they're serving their time i mean <laughs> Hey, what? Neil, Neil, Neil complained before the show that we needed more liberal guests. It's like, why? We've got Neil. Well, you don't, hang on. No, but no, that's not a fair stat, right? How many people are in California? And then how many people are in prisons out there? Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's I'm a, just saying that they're the distributing the vaccine. Reasonable. They're distributing no, 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 no. the. You make it sound like it's equal, though. It's not equal at all. There's no fucking way. Well, I, I would say that I know he died two years ago, but. Would you like Charles Manson to get the vaccine before somebody else? Someone's grandma? Are you I mean, saying you hate people's yeah, grandparents, that's Neil? That's such a bullshit question. Like, Neil hates people's yeah. grandparents yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, wants exactly. Charles Manson. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Buy his records. No, it's not. I'm not. Helter Skelter, that. baby. Again, how many people live in California and how many people are in. in no, Florida? I know. I just thought I thought that was probably about it's probably less than 13 percent of the hey. were actually, you know. Don't take it up with me. The LA Times put it up there. Assholes. I'm just bringing it up. I I think I think a good hey, you know what to, Neil to your point. I think now that you've said that, um, and I did the I think thing. I said that I've been saying that all. I'm trying not to. Um, Neil, a great juxtaposition would be how what's the percentage of total seniors or exactly. you know. Exactly. Has gotten vaccinated. Now, if that's only 10% adjusted for the numbers, then you have an issue, right? But if it's just 40, 
but again, prisoners are living on literally, literally on top of each other. They might be wor- more worried about an infection there, just like at a at, at a uh, old folks home. I, I uh, honestly, uh, I don't know this. I would love to know if Gary Ridgeway, the Green River Killer in this state, has gotten the vaccine, because I wouldn't be shocked if he had. Todd, your homework for Sunday is to find out if Gary Ridgeway has gotten the... I'm sure somebody knows something somewhere. Probably. So, just saying. I don't know that for a fact, but we'll see. Are you going to get vaccinated, uh, Gary? Absolutely not. Still waiting on You're still holding out? I, I was. Mean, I know more and more people that are getting it, and it doesn't seem to be any issues at all. I just. Think I, I was. I was gonna say, uh, anyone who wants to uh, scramble their genetic eggs with the uh, the vaccines that is actually gene therapy, you go ahead and do that. And when you have like the three eyed fish, like the Simpsons, going, you know, coming around, and you're getting all sorts of weird stuff. Um, whatever because they don't even know they don't even know uh, so I, I mean on a serious note it's like number one i'm not doing any gene therapy vaccine so i'm not t- i'm not taking it so i'm not getting it um i'm just not and then the other thing is is that they don't even know again this goes back to what i always harp on when it comes to covid is they're not punishing china for what china did releasing it out of that military lab now whether or not it was on purpose or not they is still undecided but it's pretty much assured that it's come from that that Wuhan laboratory and nobody because the Chinese government has has won't allow anyone in the Wuhan to study what happened at the lab. We will never know. People could have covid and have really debilitating effects later on down the road. It could be something that remetastasizes, you know, comes up. You get you wind up getting it again when you're older or something like that, if you've already had it and it suppresses your immune system, nobody knows anything about this thing. And the simple fact that we're still walking around pretending that this was just a natural occurrence is, uh, is mind boggling to me. So um, again, I'm not signing up for anything and I'll take my, I guess I'll take my chances with COVID, but I mean, I don't care. So I'm just asking when this is going to end. When does the lockdown end? When do we not have to wear masks? Because I thought that was the whole point of a vaccination. They're telling the um, people if a gr- if a grandparent has gotten uh, vaccin- vaccinated but a child doesn't, you still the, the grandparent should not see the grandparent. Because, you know, they, they may get virus in the nose. I'm like, well, if they're vaccinated, doesn't, does that not matter? But Fauci was like, we don't know. I'm like, well, thank you. That's, that really doesn't give me a lot of confidence. But uh, I digress. I'm losing yep. confidence in him by the day. Who's that? Fauci. Oh, he should have been fired a long time ago. I mean, he, he, I mean, so the other day they had his boss on, I guess, 60 minutes. So he Steve Bannon, I didn't think he had a boss. Yeah, he's got a boss. I think the guy who manages the overall department that NIH falls under. 
or he he's not in charge of NIH. He's he's in charge this of time, yeah, Tom, this whole pandemic. I thought I was talking to the boss. No, the thing of it is now under the Biden administration, he has now gotten promoted. He is now the senior advisor to Biden on the pandemic. He is not oh. with the NIH anymore. Okay. So, so previously, I guess in the Trump administration or whatever, how it used to work before we uh, left reality and went into this whatever dystopic rea- you know, reality we live in now. Um, his boss went on to 60 Minutes and said something to the effect that last March, um, and this was on this was on Bannon's War Room. So I would say definitely go back. I want to say it was a couple days ago. Uh, what episode are they on? Like 7:45 or something like that. Um, or maybe it was last last Friday. Anyway, basically Fauci's boss went on to say no, it wasn't last Friday because they were talking about. So it was on Monday. Um, so they, Fauci's boss was on 60 minutes and he basically said to the, to the effect that, Hey, we've known that masks work and masks are good things since last March. And I think Bannon had the guy like talking on 60 minutes and he, and he like stopped it in the middle of playing. He was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. He goes last March, Tony Fauci was out telling everyone not to worry about this, that it was only in China and that we didn't have to wear masks and we didn't need anything and that everything was good. So um, and his boss was referring to some sort of mass study they had done and was completed in March. So he's like either Tony Fauci is an idiot and didn't read a study his own department did or Tony Fauci basically gaslit everybody and knew all along that we were going to have to wear masks and all this stuff and was like out there lying to people and telling them that they didn't have to wear masks. And he's like, and, and no one in the media, because they're all cowards, will ask that question. And he lined it up the timeline. I mean, he did such a really good job. I would tell anyone to go back and listen to that episode. It was that yesterday? Um, yeah, it's just mind blowing. Uh, absolutely mind blowing. Uh, how terrible Fauci is. He's, he's, he's changed everything. Now it's like, Oh, you can get the vaccine. Maybe you can hug your grandparents. Like, yeah, you know, at this point, it's like how people, how people take him serious to me is still, I, I I'm just beside myself. He doesn't even make, it's not even law. It's like, forget about even medical. It's like, you don't have to be a, a medical doctor to realize what he's saying is complete fucking bullshit. I mean, it, you do not need an advanced medical degree to be like, bro, how does that even work? Like he's half a, the time, he, he's a boomer. Red Hume actually said something I, I agreed with on Fox today about Fauci. He said he's an infectious uh, disease person or expert. He does not know about opening the economy. He does not know about uh, whether we should go back to normal. He his job is to get the the, the disease down to zero. Well, he's doing a terrible job. That is all. But we should not consult him on whether we should open up the economy or anything else. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, well, that's and that's what he's done, right? He, the whole time he's he's taken his thing and he's uh, uh, his role and he's 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 been brilliant. He's a brilliant. Listen, there's one thing that is Tony Fauci's brilliance, and I he like is that a, you guys are on a such a casual relationship. He he is a a brilliant brilliant bureaucrat he's managed to he's managed to stay 
in power in the bureaucracy for 40 years. And Washington, D.C. probably hasn't seen a patient in over 50 years. Hasn't actually had to deal with a, a person, if that's even what he does. I don't even know if, if what is he? Oh, he's, he's in the lab, right? Isn't he studying viruses and, and shit? Yeah. So, um, you like my tech, my technical technical terms there? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, he's a lab studying viruses and shit in a lab. <laughs> but no, I I think like, um, uh, yeah. So I mean, he he's he's brilliant. He, it's a master class, and I think when Tony Fauci's taught in the school books, it's I will take Tony Fauci to my children. And I will say, children, when you want to be a brilliant bureaucrat. This is how you do it. When you want to nestle yourself like a tick into government and uh, when the opportunity arises for you to shine, you know, he, he maybe he can do another article in Vanity Fair. So. Well, it's his uh, one year of fame or two years of fame. So I, you know, I can see him trying to milk it, but. Well, not if, yeah, if he's saying it's going to be another year of this bullshit. I just want, like I've always said, there should be some endpoint. Someone should actually say, at this point, at some point, we should be able to go back to normal. I would like to go to a baseball game. I would like to, go, you know, do things and not think I'm going to die in a week. No, so, you know. Because you're not going to. Right. You know. So, may I ask another question? Um, sure. Have I? Is there anything new about uh, Governor Newsom? I haven't. I haven't. I, I haven't seen anything. But to be honest with you, I wasn't really looking today. And I think that's kind of part of the. I think that'll ties in. I know Todd has a not a master strategy, but an idea of what's going to happen. Um, but I think they're going to watch that closely, right? Because if Newsom does get actually recalled and they actually get a Republican in there. I mean, that's not going to bode well for 2022. I mean, that that would be that would be that's a that's a five alarm fire right there. Exactly. Uh, that for that all that transpire in 20 right before 2022 or during 2022. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. California were to get a Republican governor in 2022 after they've worked so hard to turn that into a one party state and you get a Republican in and then you, you hit all the Congress. I mean, even, I mean, the problem, my fear is, is that actually that does happen. And everyone thinks that Kevin McCarthy's a genius when they wind up taking the house back. And then he winds up staying on as leader, which would be absolutely disastrous for Republicans. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's something to closely watch. I think, um, you know, if they get Gavin Newsom out, I mean, that'd be huge. I'm, I'm interested to see what the, the 25 New York, what, senators or whatever do to Cuomo, which I think will be nothing in the end. But Well, our guest, uh, Dave, uh, on Sunday, he thought, you know, they've got um, another person they're grooming to be governor, uh, legislative dreams, and they thought because Cuomo's on, in a third term and that Biden's already in the White House, they're kind of done with him. And whatever happens, happens. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, they don't care. So, we'll see. It, it would be hilarious if both California and New York State had Republican governors. By being be like some, some plate shifting type of stuff going on there, man. That would be just... It would turn the country uh, upside down. 
Yeah. So, but with uh, Newsom, I keep saying they're going to watch these signatures like a hawk, and the Democrats are going to try to throw out as many signatures as possible. They, I mean, they've already said they've got more than 2.5 million, which was the uh, cutoff, but uh, the uh, this, uh, the people that are leading the charge for the recall said, no, go up to 3 million if you can, just to make sure we have a cushion. So, and they know they're going to be watched like a hawk. So we'll see. That would be great. I'm not going to get my hopes up. Of course. Democrats have all levers of government in the state right now. So, yeah, I would agree. So, uh, Gary. Yes. You, uh, you, you sent a text out to Todd and myself that um, you had heard from Thomas 777 and that he is alive and well and that he will be back on the show. Is, can you confirm nor deny? I, can, I will not confirm or deny. Uh, that is, I'm not sure what's maybe, going maybe on. I, sure. Maybe, maybe I dreamt it all. Uh, yeah, I would say. Oh, you heard am I not supposed to be saying this? I mean, didn't you hear from Thomas and he said? Well, I, I, I heard from him and he said, uh, you know, I, I said we'd love, we'd love to do the World War II show with you. And, and it sounds like you fucking can confirm then that that's what happened. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, he he kind of left a bit of a cryptic message that he was in between traveling again and he only right, goes. Well we, heard, well, we heard from him. That's all right. We heard from him. So he, yes, he is alive and well. He's been on Twitter. So yes, he's 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 good and he's. He's, break up he's, got, he's got great i mean he's got great content and it's it's good stuff and i think he's, he's the want to do the world war ii show he's well read and i think that's something we 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 need to do another another tuesday night special perhaps so yeah um but yeah i mean um yeah I mean, that's great we'll continue to work on uh getting guests uh, again uh you know I'd, I'd like to have todd's friend on i i think she'd be a, a great addition um if that's possible and uh i'd like to have your your buddy on with the the stock stuff we're gonna do the wall street yeah i want to do the all right so i'd like to do the ideally i'd like to do the world war ii one because we had different layers we were going to attack it from right like me and todd we're going to go one way and you and thomas are going to go the other that was the plan at least i'd like to do that episode i'd like to do the wall street corruption episode with uh the other guy that we've talked about, Turnpike Mike, is his street name. His gnome de guerre. Yeah, a good dude. But yeah, we so, have we have uh, we have ideas. So, well, keep posted on the show here. Then I guess uh, Neil, do you want to close us out here on the Tuesday? Uh, I thought Tuesday, I just did. I thought Tuesday I just night did. special. Was, I oh, I okay, my bad, my bad. I don't know. All, you got to give all the handles. I don't know all the handles. Yeah, you gotta, Neil, you got to close. Hey, You're the closer. Hey Neil, uh, you gonna get Twitter this week or what? No, probably not. I have Twitter. I I can't. It's yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, I guess I'll close out the show. Um, as always, uh, where uh, we make uh, news make sense to you. This is review the news. Uh, you can find us at review news one thousand on twitter we are uh, also at review news 1000 on patreon 
and we are now officially on anchor.fm we're on uh, google podcasts um and we're uh, hoping soon to get on apple podcasts uh we are on spotify so find us on spotify you can look us up on spotify um and we are uh, expanding um and uh i just want to thank uh to todd and neil neil's uh, great work helping expand the show getting us on all those platforms uh and uh the hard work and dedication they show every week tireless so, thank you uh tireless. thank you guys both thank you all if, and if you, uh, bye -bye. If, if you build it they will come